you're listening to Curious Conversations About Sex, and my name is Rog. This podcast is brought to you by Curious Creatures, who run a variety of sexuality and self-development workshops in Australia. Please bear in mind that not all conversations will be suitable for younger people. Also bear in mind that while we can discuss general concepts, what we say can't be taken as personal guidance or advice. You're the only person that is an expert on being you. If you've got questions you'd like us to answer, or if you want to find out more about us, look us up at curiouscreatures.biz. B-I-Z. So with us today, we've got Anne Hunter and Dossie Easton. Uh, maybe uh, Dossie, hello, who are you? Hi, I'm Dossie Easton. I'm co-author with Janet Hardy of The Ethical Slut. I am also a therapist in private practice in San Francisco, and um, we've written four other books about um, adventurous sexualities. Fantastic. Thank you. Great to have you with us. And Anne, who are you? I'm a polyamory educator and relationships coach specializing in non-monogamy. And I also run occasional workshops and um, speaking events and um, other um, avenues of poly education. Fantastic. And so to today's question, which is... Where's the line between taking responsibility for your own shit versus calling out bad behaviour? And the person suggested that that's in the context of poly, but I don't know, it's uh, like feel free to take it in a poly or non-poly direction. Um, Maybe Anne, we'll start with you. What are your thoughts on where's the line between taking responsibility for your own shit versus calling out bad behaviour? Mm, It's a really interesting question. And oh my goodness, I could talk for a million years on this one. I love it. Um, So, my first reaction to this one is that I am always responsible for my own emotional reactions, no matter what anyone else's behavior is. Um, So, it's always my job to look after myself, make sure that um, I'm safe, um, you know, set my boundaries and all of that kind of stuff. Uh, And I have had my own personal experience in the past has often been that where my boundaries have been overstepped and overstepped regularly by um, a partner, uh, it it has been a very good spotlight on a spot, a place where I have had difficulty setting my own boundaries um, for whatever Mm. reason. So that my first point of protocol is always I'm responsible for my own emotional reactions. What I have found is that um, anything that brings in blame inhibits communication. Anything that brings in shame and judgment and blame simply makes somebody else get defensive. Um, And and we can get into a loop of, you did, um, you know, no, no, I didn't. Yes, you did. No, I didn't. So what I find is more useful than uh, – so it's the phrase calling out bad behavior. Now, I yeah. have certainly been in relationships with people who have an ongoing pattern of a disparity between what they say and what they do um, and that that has caused me deep, deep pain. So um, – I have, I've definitely experienced stuff like this and I've experienced stuff that, you know, I would definitely call abuse. However, I have also been participating in that 
to some degree in the sense, not in the sense that I'm ever responsible for anybody's behavior. I am not responsible for anybody else's behavior, but I am responsible for my own emotional reactions. And what I have found has been the most useful thing is to talk about in concrete terms, what I see is going on, what it looks like to me, how it's landing for me, how it's feeling to me, the impact that it's having on me and on a relationship. I find that to be a much, much, much more useful um, way forward, first of all. And then, of course, if there is a pattern of behavior, if I feel like I've already dealt with a specific instance several times and I'm seeing a pattern, then to have the meta-conversation around what I see as a pattern and how I'm feeling about that and the influence that that's having on me. Ultimately, I'm always responsible for setting my own boundaries and making decisions about what I need to do if I feel those boundaries are being overstepped. Uh, I like the way you said that, um, you know, you're not letting someone off the hook for their own bad behavior, but it's often a a moment for pause and reflection and to see what your involvement is is in it. Um, Mm. Yeah, without without letting them off, without saying it's your fault or Mm. whatever. Now, I can often have very strong emotions. I've been furiously angry with people at times about some things. Um, And I grew up in this world and I certainly, I remember, I used to have this idea that if somebody pushed me far enough, then me dumping my emotional response on them them was okay. Now, that, that message that that's okay gets reinforced again and again and again and again and again and again and again in our media. In, in our world, in our films, in our stories. Um, and I have, it took me a long time to realize that that's not okay. It's not yeah. okay for me to dump my own emotional reaction. I still am responsible for managing my own emotions. I, if I'm really furious, you know, that's got to be honored. I've got to recognize that. I'm not talking about repressing it either. That's, that doesn't work either. But I need to find a way of expressing that safely. And that often means going to a friend and saying, do you mind if I just have a rant to you and get some stuff out of my system? Um, Or, you know, finding some other method of getting it out there and then working out what I actually want to say to to the partner or the person about what's going on and how it's landing for me, but still being responsible in how I communicate. Mm. Uh, And I found that any, any form of dumping is a little bit like what they're doing to me. It's just a little bit of the same stuff. Oh, it's really relieving to hear you talk about it and the way you describe about there is that mechanism where you, we feel like if we're if we're hurt, we have a right to dump back on the other person. Mm. I feel like we just see it all around us and to hear you talk about it is just so relieving. Thank you. Mm. Um, Dossi, uh, what are your thoughts uh, on the question of where's the line between taking responsibility for your own shit versus calling out bad behavior? Well, predictably, I don't think it's a line and I don't think it's a versus. <laughs> I think that as a community and as we are expanding, you know, we're kind of taking sex out of these little boxes we used to keep it in to feel safe with it, right? And as we are expanding our sexualities, our sexual communities, we are just struggling with issues of boundaries, violations, consent, what what we learn from a very sick culture, um, what 14-year-olds are learning from their computer games today, 
thank you very much. And that this is emerging into consciousness the way, the many, many ways that um, people's viol- boundaries get violated in when we're attempting these intimacies with coming from a place of so much ignorance and so much um, mythology. And so it is, I think we're just beginning to get conscious of the fact that we are often behave in ways that are not safe for each other. And while I was looking at your questions, very curious, I got a um, email, the weekly jot from Rick Hansen, who wrote a beautiful book called Buddha's Brain that you might be familiar with. Um, and talking about a very similar subject of how do you speak your truth about difficult circumstances? And first of all, it should be your truth. But anyway, these are the principles that the Buddha put forth for wise speech. First, that it be well-intended. And from goodwill, goodwill, with our intention to make things better, that it be true, that it not be either minimized or blown out of proportion, that it be true, that our speech be beneficial, that it helps things get better, even if that may take a while, that it be timely. Time is your friend in these communications. If you are impulsive, if you speak from super, um, as, as Anne said, if you, if you speak from super emotional place before you have a chance to actually collect yourself or take care of yourself around those emotions or get support from others around those emotions, um, you're not going to be clear and you're not going to get heard. Time is your friend working in this. And finally, firm. Because good communication is also true. It's firm. It may be pointed, it may be intense, it may even be confrontive. The truth may be, I'm angry. Mm. However, that can be expressed without being harsh or prosecutorial or dismissive or disdainful or just plain nasty. Now, I have a, 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 a policy that I suggest to my clients and that I do for myself when I'm in a situation where I'm very angry about something and um, I'm feeling violated and I want to talk to somebody about it and I feel like I need to set things straight somehow or change something, make something different. Um, And it's very adrenalinized. I write a letter I'm not going to send to the person I need to speak to. Now that, that letter may be in, in that letter because I'm not going to send it. I, with complete lack of inhibition, write down everything that I, all the words that come into my mind, uh, crazy, stupid, sane, whatever, right? Um, and uh, I don't, I usually avoid writing this on uh, anything that has a send button. <laughs> and I always give myself at least three days. I mean, it's possible to be in an emergency state where you have to respond faster than that. But if you have the time to take three days, because the curious thing is three days later, I may go back to this letter a few times, but three days later, when I look about, do I want to send the letter? A lot of times I look at it and say, actually, this is pretty civilized. If I stop, you know, if I just delete the you shitheads at the beginning of every sentence, um, <laughs> yep. I, I can call this person on the phone and just say, hey, I'm having a problem with this. And I really need to talk to you about it. Is this a good time? And by the way, when you invite someone to talk to you about something difficult, it is really good to first make sure that you're talking at a good time. Mm. And if this is not a good time for either one of you to make a good time, again, time is your friend. If it comes as a surprise to the person that you are um, frightened of, perhaps, um, that you had a bad experience with, uh, 
then they they deserve some time to think about this. Um, if we rush to judgment, if we rush to put labels on people, I hear this now all the time. Oh, toxic narcissist, uh, predator, um, psychopath, um, uh, professional victim. Um, I mean, these, these are ridiculous. Is this person really just a professional victim? I mean, we dismiss people this way. We're not, we're not actually listening to anybody anymore when we use those kinds of labels. We have accomplished nothing when we stick a label on somebody. What we need to start doing is some very serious and thoughtful communication that is honest, even when being honest is perhaps somewhat brutal, uh, but that also has all these other attributes that 2,500 years ago, the Buddha informed us was the best way to get heard when things are hard. Wow, beautifully said, Dossie. Really touching mm. words. I, I think for me... Um, so look, frankly, this, this, this question has the capacity to send me into the most delightful existential crisis about how on earth one functions with other human beings. Um, <laughs> it's way, it's way broader than just a polyamory question for me. I think it's the fundamental nature of all human relationships, whether they're sexual, work, familial or whatever. And I also want to declare I'm not an expert at this. I often wrestle with this about that question of when to push and when to pull or, or when to do both. Um, and what it comes down to is, is this, any almost any given situation, you can potentially take a completely, like maybe this is a little bit Buddhist, but I'm not in a position to speak for that really, but it's a position of complete responsibility for your reactions to the situation. Like even if I take an extreme situation where someone steals money from me or punches me in the face, potentially I can completely take on that and just say, well, I'm responsible for my responses to that and I'll, I'll do my inner work and do what I need to do to deal with that situation. And one can also go completely in the opposite other direction of uh, avoiding uh, sometimes it's not at all right to take something on as inner work and to take responsibility for stuff and to put all of the loading of the situation on another party. So almost all situations, I feel, can go to either of those two extremes. And so it becomes a question for me of where do you, um, yeah, like how much of it do you do as inner work and how much of it do you offer up to the other person as feedback for them to do? And I think the guiding principle for me is around feedback. Um, so by that, I mean my internal level of feedback to reflecting and responding to that particular thing, which is also influenced by the world around me. Like if I continually get uh, information from friends and the world uh, suggesting that I need to look at a particular thing, then that is also feedback, e even if I missed it internally. Um, and sometimes I, I will have um, a, an activity will be or something that happened will be interesting to me or nagging at me or have a lot of energy for me or I'm just interested in it um, or maybe I even hate it but I hate it with a certain passion. All, the, all of those things suggest that that's strong feedback from me and that I need to look at something internally. And then with whoever else is involved in the situation or the exchange, it's also a question of feedback. Um, a wise person once said that you cannot change anyone in the world except for yourself, um, but you can take an issue to something, uh, sorry, you can take an issue to someone. And again, they will either have um, 
feedback that suggests that is something they need to pick up or not, um, they might not give you a simple yes. Their, their level of agitation or excitement or furious denial are, are all ways of saying yes, there's something about that that's of interest for them. Um, but you can't force that situation. Uh, so I guess pulling it back to a relationship level, if a person's process consistently says that they don't want to listen to what you've got to say or, or what I've got to say if I'm speaking in the first person, then that has some serious implications for that relationship. It sort of says that our broader path, journey that we're on at the moment, whatever language you want to use there, might not be all that well matched, um, if particularly if that pattern repeats over time. Mm. Um, the only other thing I wanted to add on, on that topic, uh, on that question was, yeah, likewise, um, the language calling out, um, it scares me a little bit when people use the language calling out. Sometimes it's absolutely perfect, but sometimes it implies a stubborn sense of righteousness. By which I say, if I say to you, I'm calling you out on something, 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 I'm kind of making the assumption that I'm right and that I have the truth and the entire truth and that you are completely wrong. And my experience of being human is that situations tend to be a little bit more complicated <laughs> than that. And even those situations that just seem like they're so hopelessly one-sided and you cannot possibly imagine how there could be another side of this story that could have any legitimacy, I'm almost always wrong. Every time I think that, I'm mm. almost always wrong. So if I just like slam into someone and say, I am calling you out on what I know to be right or wrong or whatever, um, it just makes it a really stubborn, difficult conversation. So I think rather than calling out, we need to be thinking in terms of making gentle, respectful offers and, and curiosity again and, and, and respect. Yeah. I think it's important that um, that we understand that many of our differences – are not moral problems, even if we get very upset about them. They are problems of how we fit together. But also, um, what I think is important to realize is that if we don't speak truth when there is a problem, we are also not furthering what needs to be furthered. Within our yeah. sexual communities, sometimes it is important that we actually do gossip. I was at a meeting once with people who... Who do various who, who produce various sexual parties, and one one of the leaders, Pepper, um, said that he discovered when he was agonizing over blacklisting someone from one of his parties and you know taking them off the guest list um, that he had actually already been blacklisted at every other sex party in town mm. because people were too shy to talk about it, mm. and so sometimes gossip is actually necessary. And how you make that decision, I don't know. I really don't know. But sometimes mm. it is important that you speak your truth publicly. Um, and I want to say one more thing before I quit. In, yeah. Within the relationships that you have in your life, you aren't doing a partner a favor if something happens that bothers you, or that upsets you, that is uncomfortable for you, and you don't tell them. Because they have no way of knowing that they are doing something that bothers you or that you are uncomfortable with or that is upsetting to you. So our, if in our personal relationships, we can start practicing that kind of honesty. And that gives us the message that how we feel about what we do and what happens 
And what we share, and especially in sex, is important. It counts. Then we are in a position to start negotiating, maybe not to just say the only answer is, if this person keeps doing this thing I don't like, I'll have to leave the relationship. But rather to say, ah, well, then if this person says, oh, explain what that feels like to me. And then I can say, yeah, it's like this. And then the person says, well, what do you, how do you want me to deal with that? And I can say, could you please not touch that hypersensitive part of me or whatever it is, right? And um, um, we're fine. You know, now we're negotiating. We're still in a relationship. We're growing. We're, we're, we're exploring. We're expanding. It's good stuff. We're on the same side. Yeah. Um, I find myself wanting to put in a um, just a, um, a nod to um, the times when I, I've definitely had connections with people where I have really tried and been very diligent about um, being responsible for my own language and my own um, – uh, my own uh, managing my own reactions and communicating honestly and fearlessly and lovingly and compassionately and it hasn't had any impact on like a person the, the the person on the other end has not been able to hear it engage with me engage with my issue um, and uh, so there's two things there's a couple things I want to say about this one of the things is that when I am really in my best self and I communicate this about this and I have done it over time and I know that I have done my best, then I am really, really clear about the direction. I found I used to be a lot more confused when I did the dumping thing um, of dumping my emotional reactions, for example, getting angry and getting furious and caught blaming somebody and all of that sort of stuff and using pejorative language. Then there was an element in me that then was then vulnerable to the question, am I contributing to this? What's my contribution to this? Am I at fault here? Um, do I need to change it? For me, then the path became a lot clearer when I was able to communicate, manage my own emotions, communicate my truth honestly and clearly, and I kept getting a, a reaction where the other person was unable to engage and unable to hear. Then my path was a lot clearer and easier for me to take mm -hmm. than it than was ever the case when I would get into furious dumping arguments and then feel guilty about yelling and you know, uh, labeling mm, and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, so that that's yep. one thing. Um, and uh, the 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 flip side of that is that the, 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 those situations happen. The, the you 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 connect with people whom you can love dearly and not be able to live with, and where there are patterns of behaviour that do not interact well with each other. Um, and it's worth recognizing that that can happen and um, it's my job then to work out what I want to do around that and what boundaries I want to set around it. Mm. Wow, I'm just so touched by the uh, lessons uh, that uh, you've both been talking mm. about. I realize that between us, we've got about 150 years experience of being in relationships and poly relationships. And we could talk for another 150 years on the topic. <laughs> we could talk 
for another 150 years. Um, we're not going to do that today, but thank you so much for sharing your perspectives and hard-learnt lessons and philosophical conundrums and uncertainty. Uh, that has been the question. Uh, where's the line between – take- yeah, you can. Can I make a closing comment yeah. here? A lot of interesting yeah. work in this subject and how to communicate about these things and how to get into ownership of your own part um, is happening in um, stuff that you will find if you Google restorative justice. Mm-hmm. Beautiful stuff. Um, and stuff they're teaching teenagers how to deal with emotions. I There is kind of an elephant in the room for me here right now, which is that it is there is a thing that I almost hate to identify as between men and women. But by and large, in the culture that we grew up in here, um, men are not encouraged to explore their emotions and women are encouraged to take the responsibilities for everybody's emotions. Mm. And um, we need to, obviously, we need to um, accept that women aren't allowed to be angry and men aren't allowed to cry, right? You know, I mean, it's it's ridiculous. And so one mm. of the things I'm hoping that with opening up these kinds of communication with everybody uh, doing their best to take the responsibility for themselves mm. and to share that with other people in ways that we can make agreements that work, that keep us um, communicating that right wrongs and so on. Um, I mean, sometimes we speak our truth and right. And, you know, sometimes that that's how we know when we say, okay, I spoke my truth and now I think I need to leave. But other times what we need to do is if I speak my truth, maybe you can speak your truth and then we can have truth that we share and do a better job of all this. And that would be really nice. Hmm. Hmm. So that, friends, has been the question of where's the line between taking responsibility for your own shit versus calling out bad behaviour? And uh, I would like to hear a little more about the two of you. Uh, perhaps, uh, Dossi, let's start with you. Uh, can you tell us a little more about uh, what you do and uh, how people can contact you? Well, people can find me at my website, which is the same as my author name, DossieEaston.com. So if you look up Dossie Easton, or if you can't remember my name, if you look up Ethical Slut, which you can probably remember, you will find me, and um, you can find my website. Um, I have been a conscious slut since 1969. I took a vow of non-monogamy then, permanently, and I have never broken that vow. And I'm so happy to see us in a world where sexuality is so much more out in the open than it was when I was young. Makes Mm. me happy. Nice. And Anne, can you tell us a little more about yourself and where people can find you? Yep. Uh, I so as I said I'm a relationships coach and the best website is your relationship tool belt all one word dot com um, you can find me there and I do coaching and speaking and workshops and a bunch of things around ethical non-monogamy fabulous and you've been listening to curious conversations about sex brought to you by curious creatures Hi friends, Roger again. If you like what we're talking about today, if you like wrestling with these concepts of personal responsibility versus what's the other person's responsibility, I'm not pretending I've got this stuff totally sussed. Like this is complicated human dynamics. 
However, you are going to love a workshop I run called The Joy of Accusations. Uh, it's all about um, looking at the accusations we might make of others and also the accusations they might make of us and sort of turning lead into gold, teasing out the truths and defending ourselves against them and uh, really working them through for some amazing self-development. It's a great intellectual and interpersonal fodder, if nothing else. Uh, sorry, you're going to need to be in Melbourne um, for them. Look them up on the website curiouscreatures.biz. Hope you're doing well, folks.